This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, oh, I've gone. said it too early, didn't I? How about now? Homestale Radio. On your computer. On your tablet. On your mobile. www.holradio.net Live commentary He knocks it inside to Crazy Pyatt Steps away from the attention to Smith Pyatt now finds Bay and Fennick Bay and Fennick Pass two, pass three He's clipped there but he's still going Referee plays advantage That's a penalty Bay and Fennick Master taking on Master taking on five players Beat the lock A pat down in the penalty area Live interviews when I was using my material Longari to give me lessons and I said to him one day you're gonna I said to him one day you're gonna I'm gonna be playing with you and it to be that he was the one that I remember him going down to the line and just crossing it back and me sliding in with my left foot all them years ago and putting it in. And I think I, I, I remember it and I know nearly every Shepherd Wednesday fan remember it because they keep telling me about it now. Expert analysis. It's hard to actually stop naming players. Gus uh, you know what I mean? It's, say again. Hello. All right, there. Okay. That was strange. You just said hello. Well, most of the time, anyway. Homestale Radio. www.holradio.net. Good evening and welcome to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Hambling. Uh, with me today to go over the week, well, the last week's events of Crystal Palace are Barney Fox and Nick Gusset. Or oh, Nick Gillard is your actual name, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Is Gusset better? Well, I don't know. I don't um, know. Mm. I don't know. It depends on the buyer rhythms. Mm. All right, fair days. Uh, eagle-eared listeners might know. Uh, eagle-eared. That's like a clever joke. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What? It's only taken uh, a season to get one. Uh, I know, I know. Anyway, might notice that I am a little bit ill today, hence realising I'd made a joke halfway through making it. Um, I will try my very best to give some sort of a, a show for you, but it's not going to go well. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> but what is coming up for you today? We have uh, our review of the nil-nil first leg draw between Palace and Brighton. It happened on Friday, and obviously we'll be looking ahead to um, to what comes tomorrow as well. Uh, helping us do that in 
approximately 13 minutes will be Neil Shipley, obviously playoff hero from 2004. We tapped in that uh, Andy Johnson strike that just got saved against West Ham and, and sent us to the Premiership. Uh, obviously, we've talked to Ships before, um, so we won't really be going over anything about uh, his career or, or you know, it's basically his time at Palace or what he's, what he's doing now. We'll probably have a chat with him and say he's getting on with taking the knowledge because he, that's what he was doing last time. Um, we spoke, but mainly we want Shipsy's opinion on um, on what he saw on on Friday, and what he thinks will be the sort of the key moments in the, in the coming match. Um, so yeah, if you want to get in touch with us today, you can email us. It's radio at homesdale dot net. Um, if you, um, I've just know I've got a message again about a technical problem. It always interrupts me because I'm producing today. I have to stop and read it. Uh, if you are getting anything to do with choppy sound or anything like that, just hit refresh and it will go. It just does that sometimes. It's weird. So just hit refresh on your browser and it'll be fine. Anyway, so moving swiftly on, you can also tweet us. It's at HOL Radio. Um, I had plenty of tweets in when I asked earlier on about who people wanted to replace uh, Murray. Now he's out injured. Not sure the results of the scan have been made public yet. Um, if they have, let me know. Uh, also, there is the uh, chat room. It's holradio.net forward slash chat. And there's uh, hopefully some people in there. I'm sure Nick will be in there as well. Um, we've got no phone line for today. So you had to really knew the phone number. You'd be bothered, frankly. Cost, cost, <laughs> cost money, doesn't it? <laughs> right the end of the season, you know. Oh, dear. I also want to give a quick shout out. Not, uh, Nigel Croucher, he tweeted earlier on and said, uh, can we give a new Facebook page for Crystal Palace's North East supporters a shout? So it's facebook.com forward slash Crystal Palace North East supporters. Uh, there's a few members on there now, and I'm sure we've got plenty of support up in the North East. So have a look at that. It's facebook.com forward slash Crystal Palace North East supporters. Um, there you go. I think that's, that's everything that I needed to do. Amazing. Uh, so let's talk about the nil-nil. Uh, before we give ships the ring, um, obviously the, the the starting lineup, the sort of the key sort of headlines were really is, is the, what you'd say arguably is the strongest available team with Gavin on still being picked over Ramage, um, Dean Moxie at left back, obviously with Parr being out for the season, um, Owen Garvin continuing to start as he has done ever since he's come back from injury, and um, obviously Zahar playing his last game at Sellers Park, but um, yeah, so obviously. It was the home game, so we kind of expected that we'd have a, we'd try and get ourselves a lead to take to the Amex, and it didn't work out that way. But um, but I mean, overall, I think Sorry. yeah, go on. Sorry, can I ask you a couple of questions? I, I, unfortunately, I was brassic, so I couldn't make it to the game. What was the mm. atmosphere and build-up sort of before kickoff like? Um, you know, it was oh, it was, it was an int- it's an interesting one because obviously it's probably the busiest it's been in a long, long while, um, particularly with Palace fans, because usually when we have um. What, what was essentially a sellout, usually you'll find it's um, because of a larger wave following or something like that. Um, yeah. But it was very much Palace this time, so it, it was an interesting atmosphere. I think I think it was a good one. It's certainly the, one of the loudest and most consistent it's been at Sellers Park for some time. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in the Brighton fans because I'm right next to them and I've seen on their forums they're claiming to have outsung Palace for the whole game or whatever I don't honestly they had the help of the roof of the Arthur which is which you know makes a group of 50 people loud and you know they were very disappointed we heard, I heard them once when um, they were giving Murray grief when he was seriously injured which was very classy of them and I also heard them sort of right at the end of the game really but I mean, other than that, it's disappointing. But the palace, the palace support was was very, very consistent and very, very you know positive. 
uh, not a huge amount of moaning going on where I was, which I was happy about. And um, I think people were, were quite rightly um, lifted by the, the performance in the second half, especially. You said a couple of questions. Did you have any more? No, no, no. Just um, about the atmosphere, the build-up, and um, how you were feeling before the game. I wasn't because myself. I wasn't actually that confident going into the game. No, but, no. Um, I don't. I don't think more than a handful of people were sort of talking around the pubs beforehand and, and things. Like that. Most people were just sort of, you know, oh, we'll be happy to still be in the game, you know. And, and I think a lot of people were predicting, you know, a couple of goals defeat. And, and it just didn't didn't pan out that way, and I've uh, I'm tragically sad as you well know, and I'm quite ill, so I didn't really have a lot to do over the, <laughs> the last sort of day and a yeah. bit, just lying in bed. <laughs> so I've watched the, I'll just watch the game a few times. Um, no, not not night all ninety minutes over and over again, but I've been through the game like on three occasions on the on on the basis of having to do this show. It makes it sound like I don't want to do this show. I do want to do this show, but I yeah anyway. But um, so I've I've looked at it a few times, and honestly the my my we were talking about it pre-show, but like my my impression of the game has changed dramatically from watching it repeatedly. Uh, because when I left when I left the game, I, I you know I was still of the opinion Ramage should start over Gabidon. Um, I was still of the opinion that, that KG is not the player he was, and all those sorts of things. And I and I found you know that that those are two of the better players um, on the day. Uh, to see see KG still sort of uh, running around um, right at the end of the game was. was a surprise to me when I saw it back on TV. So, interesting stuff. Um, I, you know, obviously, let, let's, let's sort of get into the, the sort of the first half and the second half, the difference between the two. I mean, Nick, what, what was your impression, first of all, of the first half? Um, I thought we started off all right, but um, it, it, it wasn't as edgy as it could have been. Do you know what I mean? Brian had a couple of clear, clear chances that um, Spironi kind of stopped one. It was, it was almost point blank at him at him but he had to do well to to keep it out um but other than one or two chances i i, I think we had as much chance as brighton really they just had more of the ball mm. um second second half well we'll come on to that in a bit um well yeah we will we will indeed yeah so i mean but i mean you mentioned it and barney i'll talk to you about these that there were a couple of very very you know seriously chance seriously impressive chances for brighton there was a point blank header from hammond uh, and I think there was a ball sort of fizzed in that was nearly connected to. Um, so, I mean, obviously, do you, do you feel like maybe we're a little lucky to go in still level, half run? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the honest answer, and I hate to say it, you know. Um, I just, I mean, I have to admit, you know, um, I think the build-up, to the just to kind of go back a step, um, just to kind of give my two pence worth to Nick's question uh, early on, um, I thought the atmosphere in the build-up around Sellers was was fantastic. I thought it was great, great to see so many people down there. It was great to go the week before and you know spend an hour and a half in the queue and chatting to you know the fans and all of that just was fantastic. I thought for the club. So you know, first of all, big, 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 you know, shout out to the club for getting that right. First half, well, I kind of thought we were going to be in there because I was at the game. Um, when they the the game at the beginning of the year when we played them at home, and I thought, well, look, we're we're going to come out and we're going to be the usual Palace, you know, try and shut up shop, you know, do this kind of long ball sort of stuff which just doesn't suit us. And and I think the way that I kind of summed up the first half was that we were very boxy, you know, we we were getting these sort of three or four yard passes between us, whereas. 
Brighton seemed to, although have a little bit of depth, them, you know, although it wasn't exactly the most, you know, invigorating fo- football team I've ever seen. Um, they just seemed to, you know, they seemed to just play to their strengths, and um, we just didn't get into any flow. And I have to admit, I thought that was going to kind of change within the second half. But you know, lucky to be in it. You know, Speroni really kept us in the game a little bit. I thought, well, you know, a few of his, di- a bit of his distribution was was questionable. Mm. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point actually, but he did, did a couple of kicks straight out of play, which is unlike him, I think. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know whether that was. <laughs> I, I think I'm probably I think I'm probably wrong in this, but I thought I don't know whether the occasion got to him. I I don't know because it was very. And to be honest with you, I thought the back four in the in the first half were just they weren't sure of themselves, and I think that just that just spread wild like wildfire throughout the whole team in the first half. Um, and you know they just didn't seem to have that confidence about just holding. And to be fair to Jelinek, I think he actually kind of brought it in a little bit and and, and calmed the players down because I think they seemed to let the occasion get to them a little bit. And you know, Selhurst was really loud. It was, I mean, it was fantastic being there. It was, you know, that's why I love, you know, the, these old four stand stadiums when you've got it full mm. because the noise is just unbelievable. Like I took, you know, a couple of my mates and we couldn't even talk to each other. We were shouting and we just. It, it was unbelievable, and I, I fear that it might have got to the players a little bit in the first half. Okay, um, Nick, you wanted to make a point in there? Yeah, before I forget what it was, and I've nearly forgotten what it was now. Um, <laughs> no, it seems to me the first half, it, looking at the two teams in the first half, uh, Brighton did look like the team that had won quite a few games and were on a good run of form, and Palace looked like a team who'd stumbled into the playoffs. And, and mm. I think that's what took the two teams apart course it didn't in the second half it completely changed um just a quick question uh barney kev uh kev p of cpfc wants to know from the chat room is that dude in the bath and me says, yeah, yeah you do you do sound a little bathy when, when you listen back to the podcast later on you will wonder yourself that'd be nice oh, no, i wish i wasn't in the bath but i'm, I'm not maybe I, it's because i've got a new computer like i said so i'm just trying to figure out all the uh i think the heating might have come on so i go and turn it off <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I've just become very confused and distracted there for a second. I'm all right now. Save the gold program, Chris. Save the gold program. We missed our, we missed that joke we were going to recreate in the intro, didn't we? But I think it's we'll it be weird on. just to mention it now, wouldn't it? Just be out of. Yeah. No, we'll do it later on. But we'll we'll it's simply what he thinks. All right, yeah, good stuff. Talking of which, I better ring him in a couple of minutes. All right, just before we do ring him, um, second half was a completely different story. I thought. Um, I think by the end of the game, we were just absolutely, it was just, it was attack versus defence. And I didn't really think that at the time. I thought we were better. I thought we had improved in that in that second half when I watched it back. You know, it was one of those, it was how the hell we didn't score. And um, uh, Adam Robertson, Radzi, who uh, sent a tweet in just a, just a moment ago, actually, he was talking about the, how he felt the ref was poor. We should have had a penalty for handball for the shirt pulling. That's one of the, the key moments, I thought, when Aaron Wilbraham was just manhandled and just, you know, it's clear as anything, really. And anywhere yeah. else, and anywhere else on the pitch, it's an easy free kick. But you know, it happens in the penalty area. It's a key game, and, and the refs. I mean, you can see him what looking at it. Uh, you, you uh, Chris, Chris, you say clear as anything. Yeah, it's clear as anything when you've seen nine replays of it. Yeah, well, I suppose Not in the hurly burly of the game. You know, it's... I, 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 well, I don't know. I think it was blatant enough. And again, like I suppose you, you can certainly argue that. In a replay, it might look like the refs looking directly at it, but you know, it's it's a you only look at, you look at it in slow motion. It's a split second, blah 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 blah. But you know, that's what he's there for. And you're talking about a game of 
immense magnitude that you don't really well no I wouldn't say you don't expect it to happen it happens every bloody game but yeah I, I do I do feel that, that that was more of a talking point than than it seems to have been made shall we say but um I mean yeah I and mean, obviously one last thing before we before we ring chips is, is the key point the the main sort of blow to come out of the game was uh, the injury to to Glenn Murray of course um I we think the main blow of the game was John Johnny Williams' foot wasn't like a fraction of an inch further forward than Will Fritz could get back crossing because that would have been a certain goal. Oh, there's, More there was important a f- than Murray, I think, if we'd have got a goal. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. But when, you're, when your main source of, of goals is just, you know, is gone and we don't know when he'll be back. Obviously, if he is a cruciate injury, you're talking Christmas <laughs> next year, so... It's a bit of a worry, well, more than a bit of a worry, and uh, but we'll talk later on. Got a load of uh, people's opinions on who should come in um, in his place and whether it would be a formation change and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah. just before we uh, do any of that, let's um, let's start ringing Neil Shipley now. Hopefully, he'll answer quickly, and I won't have to stall for too long because I really hate <laughs> stalling. It's, it's awkward because you get like a ringing sound, like this ringing sound, but you never quite know how long you have to talk for. Ah, hello, hello, Ships. It's Chris Hamblin on Whole Radio. How are you doing? You right? I'm all right. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, thanks. Very well. Fantastic. Well, you're on live straight away. Um, okay. It's nice of us to prepare you for that. But, um, obviously, mate, we're talking about the playoffs, something that you know an awful lot about, and, um, and you were at the game on Friday. Uh, yep. First of all, what were your overall thoughts on the game as, as a performance from Palace? Well, considering, uh, you know, obviously the draw, you know, the way it sort of worked out, you know, every neutral couldn't wait for that game, Crystal Palace and Brighton. So it, it was, you know, I thought they'd done, they'd done well considering that. It's easy to get, get all drawn into that and, and, and it affects your game. So I, I thought they handled, their, handled themselves quite well. Um, but, I mean, on the same stretch, I thought Brighton, uh, Brighton quite a dangerous side. And, uh, I mean, certainly looking at the game, it was, even though there was no goals, it was a great game. Um. Do you feel that um, with the way the second half went, do you feel that maybe it was a slight missed opportunity to take a to take a lead there? Because I thought by the, by the end, Palace were the dominant side after struggling a bit early on. Yeah, there, there was about a ten fifteen uh, minute period where uh, Palace were right on top, and I, I, you know, obviously had some great chances. And you think if you can take one of them, you know, it, it's such a such a thin line these playoffs. Uh, Obviously, every team wants to go in with, with, with an advantage, so they could have their moments. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, you, you can't forget Spallone's, uh save in the first half. I thought that was superb. It was. It's all about reactions. And, you know, obviously, he's been doing that for, for years up at, at Palace. But, again, I mean, I suppose the header goes, a, you know, foot either side and not even he can get there. So, you know, I suppose, I mean, overall, nil-nil, you know, it could have been a lot worse for Palace, although, although it could have been better. Um Obviously, we were just we were just discussing the the injury to um, to Glenn Murray. Um, uh, obviously, the rumours are cruciate in, uh, injury. So, um, I mean, what were your thoughts first of all on on his performance, and then you know, and obviously, how big a miss is he going to be for Palace? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've not seen a great deal of Palace this year, so it was uh, I was you know, obviously looking forward to, to seeing him. Uh, you know, he's a fantastic player. You know, he don't score no amount of goals. The one thing I didn't think Palace done as well is get up with him um, in the first half, especially. I thought that's something Brighton done a hell of a lot better when they broke the amount of times they did have about four, 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 five players in and out of the box. Well, uh, Glenn Murray, I thought, was feeding on scraps for a lot of time. You know, he was having to do a lot of, lot of work, relied on uh, 
Johnny Williams and Wilfred Zaha to go and do all that. I'd rather, you know, get get up with Murray, and I'm sure that he, he would have thought the same. Uh, regarding his injury, uh, he could see exactly what he was trying to do. It was interesting uh, after when when it, Ian Holloway said that he thought he'd been tackled. You know, he, he obviously had no idea where he was. Mm. Uh, obviously, as, as we all know, no one did tackle him. But he, as soon as he went down, you, you could you could tell he's he's done something bad. Um, his agent was in the, the boardroom after, and he did actually say he, he thinks it's not too bad. Um, oh, really? Now, obviously, then, yeah, he said that, but then, obviously, you know, Ian Holloway's going to know a lot more than his agent, I, I would yeah. imagine, and uh, he said after that it was suspected crucial, which is the worst kind of news you could ever have. You know, you, you take someone who's got 30, 30 goals away from the side, it's, uh, it's unbelievably bad timing and bad, bad luck for him. You know, he'd it, be unbelievably fr- frustrated with that. Mm, absolutely. Um, Nick? Yeah, apparently he had a scan this afternoon, according to Bubs in the um, chat yeah. room. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Williams then, Neil? Nick here, by the way. How are you doing? Yeah, how you doing, Nick? Yeah. yeah, another one. You know, I've, I've heard a lot about, obviously, uh, you know, to make his Welsh, uh, get full caps for the Welsh side. You know, I, I was looking forward to seeing him, and, and he he looked unbelievable on the ball. You know, there, there was two what you, there were two players who could have made it happen. Obviously, it was him and Wilfred Zaha. You know, the, he had the beating of uh, Wayne Bridge. I know they switched him in, in the second half, but they are two very dangerous players who, um, who as I say, they're, they're the ones who can make things happen. And, it's, you know, again, it's, it's just unbelievable bad luck that he's gone off. Uh, I think his hamstring, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think I, there was some discussion that it might have just been a bit of cramp and he couldn't couldn't quite shake it off. So, sounds positive for him. But um, but yeah, certainly was holding the hamstring. But, um, yeah, well, hopefully that that's, that's not too bad. I mean, obviously if it is only just cramp, then he rested for <coughs> a few days and uh, hopefully mm. be all right. Because yeah, he did. Uh, you know, obviously the final ball could have been a little bit better off him, uh, but yeah. he was one you want to get on the ball as much as possible. It's you know, a great control, great feet. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you know, you, you saw him up close there. He's one of those players, he's sort of had more of an impact for us off the bench. And it kind of, I suppose part of that is probably the fact he has had injury problems. But, I mean, do you see do you see him as a 90-minute player? Sort of, or, or do you think maybe, uh, maybe when he's still I've young? I've not seen enough of him. I mean, obviously, seeing him the other night, I, I think if he's, you know, 85, 90% fit, I'd play him myself. Mm. Uh, these are the games where... Someone with a little bit of magic could be the difference, and you wouldn't want to be saying that after the game. Oh, we we, we should have played him, or or that. I, I would I would I would prefer to see him play. And of course, if he gets tired, then then you know, drag him after 60 minutes or an hour. But I'd I'd rather him sort of go on there, do his bit, knowing full well if he if he does get crammed again, or if his hamstring does play up, you've got someone who can come on to, because his ability uh, it could be the difference. Mm, absolutely. Okay, Barney. Hey, Sims, how are you doing? All right, Barney here. Um, doing all right? Yeah, good. Um, just your thoughts. I mean, we just sort of touched on Murray there. Um, you know, massive, massive player for the team. What, what were your thoughts on on Wilbraham coming on as as his replacement? I thought he done done well. I mean, I, I know him as a player anyway. I mean, he's a grafter, which uh, you're going to need. Uh, I think the test for him, obviously, coming on on for a player who you know who, who the fans love and rightly so, Murray. You know, you, you've got to live up to that. You've got to do something. And I thought his test was the first couple of minutes. He brought one down from uh, you know right eye in the sky, sort of killed it, def- and and went on. So I thought that that we're going with low confidence. And and I, I, if I was him, I'd be expecting to start. You know, it's his chance now. That's that's the point of having the squad that you've got. 
uh, for the things that this, you know, what, what do does happen, you know, which is obviously bad, bad luck. But no, he will, will not be fit, and uh, I would expect him uh, to be to be starting, you know, because he mm. is. Whether he's as good as Murray, obviously he hasn't had the chance to go and do that and fill his boots. But he's got one game now to go and prove to people that, you know, he, he's been bought for a reason. He's a good player, and, and he want he want that chance to go and show it. But I mean, he's in the same build. He's you know he's a, he's a big physical lad, uh, which I and mean, he looks like obviously he's got an half decent touch. And I'm sure if that ball gets in the box, he'll have the determination to get on the end of it. And that, again, that could be the difference. I mean, we're we're not talking about five six games here. We're just talking about who's going to be the one to make the difference or can be the difference in these uh hopefully two games mm. well, I was, yeah i was gonna i was gonna say actually because obviously you know the main thing is which we are talking about the playoffs here people are, are saying you know aaron wilbraham he's not he's got two goals in 43 games or whatever but it's more about it's more about the impact in one game isn't it and also it's the type of player isn't it he's not he might not be like a glenn murray who's going to go and get you know a whole bunch of goals but he can still fit in that system and i suppose you think it'd be unwise to change the system now because a lot of people are saying play two up front and now we've lost murray but do you think stay with the same system i, 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 I would stay looking at the other night you know he is a natural replacement whether people will think he's you know he's going to be not as good and or, or not as effective as murray then you know, that, that's all about opinion and, and we'll soon see. But, you know, as a professional footballer, he's, you know, he's second choice or third choice behind and this is his chance now. So I wouldn't change the system. Um, and I hope, I hope he doesn't because, you know, I, I think Ian Holloway, you know, I, I remember the playoffs when he was at Blackpool. I think he went to Nottingham Forest and still played 4-3-3 in, in the second leg. You know, I think he's, uh, he would rather go for it rather than be hesitant and then think after we should have done that. I, I think he's not, not that kind of manager to do that. And I know the form's not been great over the last sort of eight games or so, but again, it all goes out the window. And the fact that we, we will be underdogs, if you want to say, I think that suits us absolutely perfect. Mm. You, you, sort of, you mentioned that form there. Um... I mean, I suppose you say you haven't seen a huge amount of panelists recently, but um, a lot of people have pointed to the fact that when, when Holloway's taken over the club, you know, we, we were absolutely flying at the time. And um, and rightly so, in his first few games, he didn't change an awful lot and, and took us to the top of the table. But a lot of people have pointed to the to the drop in form. And to be fair, he's getting, he's getting a bit of stick from some people. Um, I don't personally believe that, that that's fair, but can you see? A, do you think he's maybe tried to change too much, or do you think naturally it was going to happen anyway? There was going to be this dip. Well, I, I think you have to look at some of the results you got where you might have caught up. You know, we didn't expect that away from home, or we didn't do that. So you probably had a little bit of luck at luck at the green. Uh, there's always going to be a dip in the form. I, you know, me personally, I would have liked to have seen him not come out of that quote where he said we've got to win the next six out of the eight to go up mm. second spot. It was there. He was going along lovely. Um, I don't think you're the oldest squad in the world, so I think you have got a lot of young players there. And normally, Ian Holloway is spot on with everything he does. You know, he's, he, you'll know him as his press sort of conferences. He's, he's, he's a proper bloke. And I think just maybe that one was, was wrong, actually saying, you know, let's win the six out of the eight. I think just go along and still, and when you get a dip in form, then you might want to come out and do a few statements and stuff. But that, that's the only thing I thought, no, you know, why did you say that? Don't put the pressure on him, because I honestly yeah. thought he was going to go and get the... Uh, the second space, uh, second place. So that's a little bit of a disappointment. But he could have gone in and he could have got beat three 0 the other night, and it could have almost been over. But it, mm. it's not. Uh, and you've got everything. You know, Palace got everything to play for. And uh, you know, obviously I'll be watching with. Uh, you know, I can't wait for tomorrow now. I really think uh, mm. I'm, I'm very positive that you, you go through. 
Oh, I'm glad you. I'm nervous as anything. I can't even think, let alone <laughs> sleep or anything. Um, Nick, you had a question. Look, looking forward to tomorrow, Neil. Um, I noticed a couple of our kind of fringe players uh, have tweeted that they're in the squad. We've got um, Banton, who's been on loan down at Plymouth, apparently tearing it up down there, um, is in the squad. And also, is it Alassani, Chris? That's no, no, it's a pie. No. A pie. I knew I'd get that wrong. A pie. Also, do you, is what sort of game would it be to to throw somebody in? Who's who's that raw, raw kind of talent? What would, what would you say about that? I think he's having to put them in, uh, obviously because of the, the injuries. Uh, I don't think for any minute he's he's thinking of obviously one starting, in which we all know he won't. Uh, will he put them on? Uh, only you can decide that. I mean, they're, they're massive games. Uh, some players. Can thrive on it, and some players it can just easily pass them by uh, without them happening. You wouldn't want to put that on a young lad. I mean, uh, I think I think uh, Jason Bannon you mentioned. I know he's a young lad. I don't think he's actually played for the first team yet. So, you know, to actually do that, it might be the complete opposite. He might he might not freeze, and he might get 15 minutes. And again, so it, maybe he might do a difference. We don't know. But it's it's yeah. a hell of a game to to bring to bring them in and. Uh, you know, they'll be rightly excited because that's their first taste of it and they might wait another 15 years to get involved in a game like this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barney? Yeah, Neil, I just wanted to um, to ask really, you, know, you you've played in many big games in your, in your career and, you know, I just kind of wonder and really wanted to ask, um, do you think the occasion got to the players, you know, that the sky cameras are down there, you know, Sellers was buzzing for a, a period of time before the match, you know, absolutely packed stadium, thriving, really noisy. I mean, does that affect you going into the game at all? Or, you know, is, is that something that, you know, it's just brought up within the culture of a modern-day footballer now, something to be able to, to handle, I guess? No, you, you're always, you, you, you know, you, you are aware. I mean, at the end of the day, you're a professional footballer. So, you know, there, there'll be times when you've got to go, i.e. to a Plymouth, and there's, you know, there's going to be 4,000 fans there, cold, they're the other sides of it. These are the games that you want to play in. Uh, you should always get nervous. I, I think even you're an experienced pro, you will be getting nervous because it's good. You know, I used to get, I used to get nervous, but it was a good nervous. It was a nervous where I was really excited to get out there and you know the importance of the game and you just mm. know it's going to be a, a brilliant game to play in. I mean, I've, I've won against Sunderland at home. You know, I was talking about that the other night to people, and, and that was a special night. Mm. You know, and it was like that the other night. The ground was buzzing, and they are great nights. Some of them, you know, some of them will pass them by, and they'll have regrets. And it, that's right. what makes, uh, you know, unfortunately we haven't got time for that. Then to pass it by one more game, you know, you, you'd hope that the nine out of the eleven will absolutely relish going to, uh, down to Brighton and get the result that, that the club needs. Uh, there might be a couple. I mean, I don't know too much about this, this Owen Garvan, but I mean, you know, I, I thought the game maybe passed him in by right. that night. And mm. people talking, you know, they were obviously saying he's a good player. Now, I don't think he played up to his ability uh, the other night. So it does affect people differently, uh, even experienced players. You know, the, uh, the two centre-halves there, uh, Danny Delancey and Danny Gavin, yeah, they'd, they'd be nervous. And they're the ones that have got to, they've got to show the younger lads, you know, and, and, and get them so that they're not focusing too much on the game. You know, in the day, you've got to go out there and, and try and be relaxed, but know the importance of the game. Right. Fantastic. So, um... So Neil, you're um, you're Ian Holloway for the day tomorrow. What, what's the last thing you say to the team before they go out? 
The most important thing I'd say is probably what I've been going on about. It's, it's the passing you by a bit. It really is. You don't get these opportunities. Now, you know, I was lucky enough to play in a few few finals. You know, I lost one, you know, but I won a couple. And, and then two completely different feelings. But I remember the, the one with, with Barnsley and, and Ali Bassett said that. He said, something you like that's passed you by today and you, you, won't, you won't get another chance. Now, luckily for me, I, I, I did. So, but if I was in another way, that's what I'd be doing. Without putting too much pressure on them, you've, you've got to go and ask them to go and give a little bit extra. And that's what makes the real t the top players. Not world-class players, just top players. The ones there's going to be the difference on that night. Regardless of what they've done for the last 10 games, regardless of what they're going to do in the future now, it's all about tomorrow night. And they're going to, I imagine, you know, what they wind them up about, you know, how they think that they're going to win. I would certainly mention that in the team talk. Gus Poirier says Paris have got to go and bring something special to the table and stuff. Well, you know, who's going to be that one? I'd be challenging all the players. Who's going to be the one that who's going to be the hero? Or he might, the hero might be just to slip someone through, you know, or get a penalty, something like that. Yeah. But you, mm -hmm. you just don't want it to pass them by. That's the most important thing is, you know, at 10 o'clock on uh, Monday night, if you, do, if you haven't done enough, well, you don't think that's it. You're never going to get, get. Well, you, you might, but you're not for that particular leg now. When you're not going to have another chance to go and do yourself proud. No, absolutely. Um, talking, you mentioned him as a potential match winner before, Wilfred Zaha. Um, in the first half, he was uh, up up um, against Wainbridge, who did a, a pretty good job on him. Although I thought, you know, towards the end of that half, Wilf showed him a few things. Uh, got switched to the other fullback because he was on a card, I think, for the second half and did a lot better. Um, do you think? I mean, obviously he's, he's a key player, but um, I mean, what, what, do you think it was simply that, that Bridge was um, a difficult opponent that kept him out of the game? Well, he's experienced. Uh, you know, certainly when you play that kind of system with a four-two-three-one, you, you know, you, you can have twenty minutes on the right, go and, go and switch with you know twenty minutes. You can keep doing that. It's not going to upset the system. So he, he might have, maybe, he should have done that switched it about maybe once in the first half. But certainly, he's an experienced player, Wayne Bridge. But as you said there, you know, Wilf sort of done a couple of things just to remind him uh, that he's a lot younger and he will go past him if, if, if he gets the opportunity. And he put in a couple of great crosses. So uh, I, I'm not, I wouldn't make that a massive thing to do uh, Monday. But the beauty is, you can, you can, you know, just because you switch them once, you don't mean you can, switch, you know, you don't, you don't do it again. You can switch them three or four times during during the match. Yeah. Give them something to think about. But uh, I mean, yeah, he, he, he's certainly one. Uh, you know, obviously we know he's at Man United, but you know, he, he's the one more than anyone should be should be going well. You know, they've been good to me, Palace. Have that in the back of your mind. They've got the move on the strength of this at Palace. Can he be the one? You know, I'm sure he'd be determined to. Uh, to pay to pay back, pay back Palace for uh, giving him such a good move. Mm. Um, I suppose, yeah. Well, exactly. It's it's his last chance. Barney, did you want to ask that specific question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, you know, is this where Wilf can actually prove why he's going to be going to United in in the uh, in the summer? You know, um, he, he can he be the game winner? Do you think, Neil? I mean, for, for Palace, can he can he get them to this final? As I know, with his with his team, can he be the one actually leading there? The one who's going to create that something a little bit special, which you know we haven't really seen in the last, you know, really in the back end of the season. One might argue. Mm. Well, the answer to that is one hundred percent yes. Of course he can. You know, I mean, as I say, I'm not I've I've not watched all your games and stuff, but obviously that was I watched them the other night, and I know. Speaking 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Some other people are going, oh, he should be doing a bit more, you know. And I think the whole side should have kept the ball a lot better. You know, they, the Brighton were far superior at keeping the ball uh, than, than Palace, obviously. But no, Wilfred definitely can be the one. And, and I really did enjoy seeing them two on the ball. And that's one thing I would be saying, obviously, uh, with, with uh, Jelinek in midfield. And, you know, go and win the ball. Just give it to them. Just keep crashing about in midfield. But as soon as you get it, don't even try anything else. Just give it to them. And let them have... Uh, Terrorizer to uh, fullbacks, and then obviously if if he does play Wilbraham, then then obviously get it in, get it in him to uh, to do it. But them two, I really hope they they are playing, and both of them could be the match winner. But, but obviously Wilfred more 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 than probably uh, Johnny just uh, just a shade, you know. Normally it's um, somebody unexpected who scores, anyway, isn't it? I mean, uh, fair play to Ben Watson on uh, yesterday. Um, very pleased to see him score a winner for Wigan. That's uh, he's in the. Uh, Record books forever, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, listen. I mean, when I, when I, you know, he, he's a great bloke as well. You know, I really yeah. did think one, he was an unbelievable talent. You know, a both-footed midfielder who's brave. You know, and, and he, he, he ticked all the boxes what you want out of a midfielder. He's got his move, and uh, you know, he, he's in the selection now. We've got an FA Cup. You know, scored the winning in the FA Cup. I've got an FA Cup medal. I'm, I'm really, really pleased for him, and. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I did have a jump up when he got that because uh, you, you want to see people out do well and you know, mm-hmm. fantastic uh, experience for him and something. Now, uh, hopefully, he'll have more good memories, but that's, no one can take that away from him, and that's a great one to have. Hopefully, it will uh, wipe, wipe the memory of a few missed penalties away, eh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we nearly, we nearly got got through that without mentioning the Bristol uh, City stuff, did we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still hurts. Oh. Um, yeah, I just want to ask you a little bit about Brighton. Actually, um, obviously, we, we're going we're going to their place now. The last time we were there, they well and truly did us three 0 and ruined my well, but at least a week. I was uh, incredibly depressed for a horrible experience, um, especially in contrast to our first visit to the Amex, where we obviously won three um, one. Would you would you expect? I mean, obviously it's a one off game, but or, you know, should we be fearing a similar result there, or do you think? You know, do you think perhaps I don't? That was I don't cool. think that'll even be mentioned. Um, certainly by the manager, uh, as we all know, it's just about these two games. Now you got to wipe away what happened uh, the other month. There, this is all. I mean, th- these are the good side, and and that's one thing you do have to you have to acknowledge and say these are a good side. Now we we we're going to have to be right up for it. You know, the back four especially have got to be really really on their game because they. They went, they went forward a lot better than us at times. Now, they're going to have the home crowd uh, 
behind them, they will be buzzing. So the worst case scenario is, is Palace concede in the first 15 minutes for me. That would be my, my main, main worry. Um, I think we've got enough to get back into the game if that does happen, but that will knock the confidence. That's going to give everyone a lift. So that, that's the one thing I'll be looking for tomorrow night and just saying, just play, play shut up shop. Get their fans, try and quiet them because they're going to, you know, they're going to be exactly uh, like we were at Sellhurst. So we've got to quiet them down. Now, if it, if, it, if it goes the other way and we get the first one, then, then that's completely different. They're going to have to come out and it will, will make the game. But they, they were good. I was impressed with them. Uh, even at the end, you know, when, when people should be getting tired, they have a couple of their lads sort of ghosting past some of ours, you know, which, which was a worry. But, uh, but I'm, I'm sure Ian Holloway will be, you know, not over the top, but he will be saying to, to the lads, you know, listen, we're going to have to be on this. And we might need a little bit of luck. Yeah. Uh, but we've, we've, had a, we've had a bit of that over the, uh, our history with, with playoffs with luck. Is, uh, I know you mentioned the Bristol City, but obviously the one before that, the, the Darren Powers and stuff, you know, we, we mm. can get the luck. And if we have to rely on that, then so what? I don't, I don't think anyone will begrudge that as long as we just get through. But uh, it's, it's going to be a great game. Mm. Yeah, it, it certainly is. I don't know if... I've... And it kind of reminds me of when, uh, obviously, the, the final where you scored, and I was... I just... That... I wouldn't say pass me by, but I was just so emotionally numb watching it. I could barely even celebrate. I've just got this horrible feeling it's going to be one of those games again where I'm sort of there, but not physically there. I'm just so nervous for it. Hopefully the players aren't anything like I am. But um, <laughs> well, obviously we'll, we'll go back to that. I mean, we, we obviously we talked to you before, um, but not everyone would have heard that who's listening now. Um, just to try and get you a couple more memories from uh, from the playoffs from yourself just before we uh, before we let you go, really. Um Obviously, playoff semi-final on on that one was was the Darren Powell incident. But I mean, that was I mean, well, tell tell us about it when that goal went in. Well, it was you know it, the, the, you know Julian Gray got got sent off. You know, it was all this is this, this just the beauty of the playoffs. You know, I, I can just remember sort of Sean Berry running over there because there was literally only seconds left. You know, obviously just putting in a corner, which, you know, nine times out of ten, someone comes and edits it, keeper clears it, or you you know, it's just, it was so, such an unbelievable feeling, you know, I mean, I've, I've sort of, you know, give the gut goal this small push or whatever, you know what I mean, you know, another mm. day that, that's a foul, but everything's yeah. there, but, you know, more importantly, Powley's there, didn't actually do a lot that season, and, and then he's, he's done that, you know, I mean, that, that's, that he said earlier, it could be someone else do that tomorrow, just someone you, you don't expect. And pops up yeah. there. That that's the beauty of, of the playoffs. And there is no Jermaine. No. Yeah, he's, he's on. He's away, isn't he? Is he being well? He, he was back now, well, wasn't he? That's what that's what people are saying. Obviously, he was on loan to Millwall, but their season's over. So technically, people are saying, "Oh, will we pick him?" I'm, I'm not sure if we will, but it seems an odd one to do because I think the message was very much, you know, he's looking at what he, what his next club's going to be because he's got no future at Palace. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But. You're right. No, it could be. It could literally be anyone. Um, Serials, twenty-minute um, loan for what's his face coming back, Calvin. Calvin coming back. Yeah. Um, so last, last, last little bit then, ships. Um, the final. Um, if we were to get there, <laughs> obviously it's a long way off. Um, we'll be playing Watford. Um, have you saw that game today? That was that was something out of the ordinary, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, this is it—the playoffs, isn't it? You just—you just can't predict anything uh, with it. You know that is. I mean, Brentford had that the other other week, didn't they? Actually, yeah, uh, they did. 
in the playoffs rather than you know one minute win, winning the league, uh, not winning like uh, getting promoted or making promotion. And you know who would have thought that could happen in such a game like like today? And and it does, and that's why you cannot switch off on these playoffs. You know, you can't switch off because Powerly going to get up there and get that last minute thing. It's all like that, and it is. Uh, it's, it's, that's why I know everyone says that if you can pick it, go through the playoffs. But <laughs> you're nervous and stuff. Yeah, you know, surely number, uh, getting getting automatic promotion is a lot easier. You know, in the old uh, the mental mental brain, just get the second and get on with it and worry about it. But but no, we, I think we you know. We've got to be wary at least uh, tomorrow night that they're a good side, but you know we're we're a good side, and that, that's the thing. He'd be, he'd be as much as they've got a lot of pluses, so have we. And it, it's just a case of so, someone's got to go and do, do some magic. It's as simple as that. And I, I just feel if we can get the first goal, then we'll we'll be asking questions. But more importantly, probably just just keep a clean sheet for at least 15 minutes, half hour, and let them settle into the game. Because that is what you do not want want to do is concede the first goal, fifteen yeah. even half hour for that instant. It's just going to give them the lift, and uh, we'll be on the back foot. So it, it does make a great game, but no, obviously like we uh, fingers crossed that we get yeah. that little bit of luck if if we need it. Now, obviously, we've we've shown this season, certainly under Ian Holloway, that we're we're good at coming back from going a goal down. But you just don't want to do it, do you? In that game, um, you um. Obviously, yeah, and you you scored the winner to take Palace to the Premiership. Do you want to give us a little bit of a recount of that sort of of, your, of how that goal went in and how you felt after? Well, obviously, AJ had, you know, had, had a shot. Uh, all strikers should, should follow the ball in, as you should do. I've probably done that fifty times that season, and obviously, but done never gets carried out. Uh, that one did. Um, you just got to concentrate and get something on it, and I think I've got one shin and the other, and then it sort of uh, burst in it, as I tell people. But you know, trickled over the line, and uh, yeah. it was an important goal. But looking back on that game, you know, again we weren't the form forms. Well, on paper, West Ham were the better side. They didn't turn up, uh, and we we did actually deserve to win it in the end. I thought marginally won it, even though it were, wasn't a particularly great game, mm. but. Uh, but they, you know, that's the thing. You you have to take your chance, and uh, and they didn't. And I'm sure if they would have turned up, then we would have had a lot of tougher game, and, and maybe have even lost it. But that's all. Uh, that's all ifs and maybes now. We 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 done the job, uh, and they managed to do it the year after, didn't they? So, but yeah. as I say, we got got to get through tomorrow. But we haven't mentioned oh. Kevin Kevin Phillips as well, because that that is one man who uh, does know where to go. Is and I'm sure uh, I'm sure if he comes off the bench. He knows what to do. He was uh, someone, obviously, you'd have played, well, against. I don't think you'd have played with him, did you? But um, he's still got it somehow, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. You know, you, you can t- you can try and teach the youngsters about how to score a goal or do this and that, but when you've got the instinctive um, goal threat that Kevin Phillips has, you know, and he, he, he won't start, and he, and, he, and he probably shouldn't start, I don't think. I think just to bring him on, he will, you know, he can get a goal, and... It, it looks like we're going to need a goal either way. If it's nil nil and, and he wants to get the winner, or they do, you know, we're going to need a goal at some stage. So uh, he he will be chomping at the bit. Uh, obviously, see him warming up and, and coming on. I'm interested that he, he come and drop in and played uh, played as the three behind uh, the one. Um, oh, I'd like to obviously see him up front yeah. if uh, if that chance does arise. Mm, absolutely. Um, and finally, Barney's asking, do you? Um, I mean. Certainly, it seems that the view is that Palace are, are very much the underdogs here. Do you think that's um, maybe something that suits Palace? 
I, th- I think it does, yeah. I think it does. Of all the time, I mean, the two personal experiences with, with Palace in the playoffs was uh, obviously 97. I know we won at home uh, 3-1 uh, and we actually lost away, but, but, but lost, so it was enough, you know, we lost 2-1. But we, we would have been the underdogs there as well. So Hopkins got a goal, obviously they got two more, but that weren't enough to knock us out, so we went through that game. And then obviously if you fast forward to, to Sunderland, again, I know we took a we took a lead to the game. They they scored early and stuff and then everyone would have thought they just would have gone on and won the game. So again we would have we, we would have been underdogs to both of them and I think Palace will be underdogs tomorrow. So it's nothing new it's not nothing new to the club. Um, obviously they're a completely different set of players but they were in 1997 to what they were in 2004, mm. so that doesn't matter either. It's just if you are going to go with stats and stuff like that, then then so what? If we're going to be the underdogs, we've done it twice before, and I'm sure that I, I think I, I just think we're going to go through it more. Really Fantastic. Well, I, I you know I, I do agree, but it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> well emotional getting there, shall we say? Um, finally, just want to ask a little thing about you. Actually, um, last time we spoke, uh, you were doing the knowledge. I think you still doing that? Yeah, I think I'm trying to break the record for the longest time of doing the knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> my, my scooter blew up about two months ago, which uh, I've, I've not replaced. So yeah, I'm not having much luck on that. Uh, I seem to be bumping into all kind of coppers who just fancy giving me three points at the moment as well. So I'm uh, on a knife edge for that. But yeah, I am good. doing it. But I'm uh, I'm still. Well, I'm still not done it, so it's as simple as that. I do want to do it, yeah, but uh, I need a scooter first, and uh, that one blew up, so uh, oh, probably a bit with my weight is carrying. Are you uh, you doing anything football related at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm still managing. Our season's obviously finished. I'm still managing North Greenford, uh, which is oh. like a step four. They're over sort of Wembley Way. Um, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's that four foot. But at the end of the day, I would like uh, love an opportunity to get a little bit more serious with uh, with the football because uh, I do miss it. I, I was signed last year to apply for uh, better non-league jobs, and you, you know, you don't even get a reply back to saying uh, thanks, but no thanks. So it's even non-league football. But uh, they asked me to come back, and I did. And yeah, I, you know, it's something when you're not doing it, you miss it. So you can't grumble. It, it, it is a job, even though you don't get any money for it. But it is a job, and I'd like to think in a few years' time I'll be a little bit higher up uh, doing it. It's something I'm more passionate about. Fantastic. Well, listen, very best of luck with that, and obviously, thank you so much for for joining us today. I'm sure we'll speak again um, in the near future. Hopefully, after Palace uh, winning the playoffs, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, let's hope so. Otherwise, we can all sulk for a few weeks and avoid everyone. Exactly, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Chips. Really appreciate your time, mate. Uh, good Thanks. luck, mate. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers, Thanks, Chips. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 That's the fantastic Neil Ship being there. Uh, very generous of his time once again. And obviously, you can tell he's immensely knowledgeable as well about uh, not just well, not just the playoffs, about Palace and about football in general. Fantastic bloke, um, got some great stories as well. And I know he's often found, he often seems to get caught up drinking with Palace fans after games as well. I've heard some stories about that. Good lad. Um, a couple of things we didn't really talk about during that. Um, I want to talk about uh, Will Buckley, um, his general performance and his inability to stay on his feet. Um, First of all, when I was at the game, I thought it, I thought he was you know one of their one of their better players. Having watched it after, oh dear, he, he, he I, I thought he was absolutely piss poor. And frankly, um, 
his acting ability is. Uh, I mean, I know Brighton fans always talk about Zaha being a diver, and they don't. They don't can't see it with Buckley, and I suppose they'll probably le- level the same criticism at us for la- labelling Buckley a diver and Zaha not. But I mean, Nick, what do you think? Well, I agree with Lions five fifty in the chat room. Is uh, Buckley equals cheating? And uh, what I That's something else can't say what the other word is. David Cameron. <laughs> Is <laughs> it cheating, David Cameron? <laughs> oh, that's fair news. Um, um, bloody hell, that's that's throwing me that. That's a horrific insult. Um, I'm going to ask you actually, uh, Barney. Do you think that Brighton played for the draw in that game? It's just something that occurred to me while watching. I think they did because um, before I came on so tonight, I I kind of went a little bit more in depth into finding out kind of, you know, what Poyet was saying after the game and whatnot. And, you know, he, he seems pretty content with the draw. And I, to be honest with you, Chris, I think what I left the game on Friday and I was really, really hacked off and, I, and I've, I've been hacked off all weekend and I'm trying to figure, because I've never quite felt this kind of annoyed about a game. And I'm thinking, well, we haven't lost. It's a draw. And I think, the the thing that is getting me and is kind of coming to re, you know realization is that you know we we are we're a better team than this and it's really frustrating to watch um, a, a group of very talented young individuals um, with just so much sort of you know it seems to be in parts of the season had so much ambition to go forward and and, and be successful um, and for a team like Brighton to then come to Selhurst on Friday night and, you know, really did did not really exactly play exciting football. Um, and, you know, you talk about the fans earlier. Well, you know, I, I was I was right next to them and, you know, they were, t- they were just kind of absolutely driven. I feel a bit sorry for them having to watch that team every week, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they weren't... You know, I, I, at least I walk away from a Palace game going, God, that's fantastic. I didn't yeah. see that at all from Brighton. I thought, you know, I'd be really depressed if I watched this lot in a in a in the you know in the in the plastic stadium that they play in down there. You know, in the middle of nowhere, and you know, watching watching players like Buckley fall over left, right, and centre. You know, they you know they're, they're not. I don't think I don't think they're an exciting team. You know, I watched the playoff um, game today, and I watched Watford, and you know, yeah. credit to Watford, they 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 play a great game, and it's weird, isn't it? Because you know, Poyet and Zola, you think they come from the same sort of school and ethos mm-hmm. of football, and yet their teams are very different. If I was a Watford fan, I'd be thinking we actually play decent football. They entertain me. Brighton, yeah, they've just got a couple of good ex-premiership players in there in the names of, of Bridge and Upson, and if they weren't yeah. in the squad, then... I mean, to be fair, actually, you know, um, is it... Um, sorry, is it Cusack, ex-Man United yeah, goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah, you know, he was a right little um, mm. SH1T on, on Friday night. Yeah. Um, but quite rightly so, the ref booked him. But, you know, not not a... Um, you know, I don't think they... The problem is their team doesn't really suit the you know the Brighton image. They, they're they quite sort of hard up and, and, and not very sort of um, creative, which I, I, think, I don't usually see it. I don't usually, say, uh, do usually associate with them, you know, the Brighton image. Yeah, I think... I, think, yeah, I, know, I, exactly, I, I know exactly I what you're saying. <laughs> wait, wait, Nick, can I, can I just agree with him before you disagree? Because then yeah. you can disagree with us both. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, <laughs> I just, I just think honestly, like um, with what you've what you pointed out there, like the difference between Brighton and Watford. Whatever you think in terms of their ability, I think they're a very, very cynical side. That, as in, they go down and they make a lot out of any, you know, any situation where they might be able to get someone booked. They're, they're always up for that. 
they're you know they're very aggressive they're right up front and you're right in the kind of brighton family club image which you know with their with their clappers and their and their foam foam seagulls you see the foam seagull what the hell man but anyway you know when murray went down you know, Cusack's going on about, you know, someone's grazed his head. And I'm thinking, hang on, mate, you know, you're six foot five, you know, broad goalkeeping lad, and you're worried about someone scraping your head. You know, come right. on, grow up a little bit. And, <laughs> and fair play to the ref. I thought he had a, an appalling game, premiership referee. I was really disappointed. But yeah. fair play to him. He turned around to him and, and gave him a, a yellow. And, and quite frankly, he should have got a red. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I think it was it was a disgraceful reaction to... To what was quite clearly a serious injury, and you know their fans went an awful lot better. But Nick, you wanted to disagree with um with Bonnie's assertion well, of Brian. So much other stuff, I can't. I don't disagree with all of it because you mentioned about fifty-eight. How do you want me to dissect all of it? Well, if you're you want right, to take they were part. horrible to chant. No, Sorry, I, Nick, I've been Brighton. Brighton, uh, we should give them a lot of credit. They've 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 uh, come into their run at exactly the right time. Whatever you think of them, they're 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 not a bad team. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't have finished above us no i think you know um but i think tomorrow's just going to be a lottery no we're not a lottery but i i don't think it's as over as we think it could be if you know what i mean does that make sense well i don't know you said it so there's a limit amount to the amount of sense it will make but you know okay i'll put it to you now i'll put it to you then you know if you were if you were a neutral fan would you go and buy a season ticket at brighton I think a lot do, don't they? <laughs> if I was a neutral fan, uh, what if I didn't support anybody? If, if, no, you, uh, if you were watching the Julia football team. My house. If, I, if I was a neutral <laughs> fan and I had I'll to go what, anywhere, I'd buy a season a, ticket at Fulham. I'll, I'll lay on a cab and, you know, get you down there. Would you, you know, Brighton, they're not the most entertaining team, really, are they? And they're not well, a joy to watch. Well, well, clearly, clearly not to yourself. I'm sure that their fans probably will say that they enjoy it. But, I, you know, I... I'm kind of sort of torn. I know what you're saying, Barney, and I, and I know what Nick's arguing against as well. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't like them. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to hide them. No, away. I don't like them, but I don't like them at all. Frankly, I hate them. But you know, they they are they are where they are in the league. They're above us. They finished above us in the table. Uh, the last time we played them, they schooled us 11 v 11, which they can always point to our previous schooling of them being 11 versus 10. So we we were in a position where it's very hard to argue that they're not a better side than us, even though I believe that that is the case. Uh, but they got players sent off because they're a dirty team. Well, there there you go. That's that's a perfect, uh, perfectly acceptable argument for it. But but there we go. Like you know, it's, yeah, exactly. Being sent off is part of the game. It's that's what happens when you when you do those sort of things. But look, you know, there's no getting away from it. It's going to be a tough game. Um, but I don't see the sense in trying to pretend that, that they're not a good side, personally. I, you know, I, I think they're, they're nowhere near the side that they think they are. They're nowhere I, I, near yeah. as good as they think they are. Like, and we've been, and we've been nowhere near the side we know we're capable of. Exactly. And I think, I think we've talked about it. That's why it was pretty frustrating about the, um, the, the way the season ended. And that's why people got quite, quite so angry about it. In that it just does seem that, um, that we saw us at our very best and we saw what we're capable of and we've just struggled to get back to it and, you know on our day on our day we'll beat anyone in this division um i've talked i'll try and get through this we've got about four minutes left um i've talked about gavin i did think he was our best defender but i still i'm still a big fan of peter ramage and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be averse to seeing ramage come back in but i don't expect that to happen depends a lot on fitness it's um you know obviously the other thing about the playoffs is you're playing games in quick succession 
Uh, you know, it wasn't long after we finished the season against Peterborough that we had to play the, the game on Friday, and it was not long. You know, it's not not much rest before we have to play uh, tomorrow. So it's you know, it's going to be a difficult time for someone like Gabadon, who's struggled for fitness and had injuries and stuff. So maybe maybe that game will be a bit too um, soon for him. But we'll see. Um, Moxie and Ward as, as fullbacks. Ward's been fantastic going forward. Moxie was pretty good going forward. I thought actually second half, but defensively. Defensively, Ward's looking more assured, assured game by game. I'll give him that, but it still does feel to me like it's the the weak area, if you like. Um, had um, I no, I disagree. Had uh, Ward been playing all season, and if he'd played as like he's been playing the last few days, a uh, few games, I think he'd have challenged Mele for player of the season. Really, I I can see where that comes from. Uh, that's that's very very high praise indeed. I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree, but he's a fantastic prospect as as a fullback and certainly yeah his form in, in recent times has been superb but I don't know we'll see I, I still feel he lets the crossing weight a little bit too much but that, that has been happening less um, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see what other people think because I just want to mention the um, the whole poll is that what it's called the whole poll yeah apparently um, and uh, we're, you're giving out the results next week but there's young young player of the year and things you can vote for yeah, yeah. There is on, uh, uh, yeah. Lavinia Dave's done a thread on Fun Talk somewhere. Well, yeah, it? it's actually on Palace Talk now. If you go Palace to Talk, if you go to the message board and go to you go into Palace Talk, right pinned up uh, near the top near our donation uh, thread. That's the donation thread for this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can, we'll get the phone line back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to phone us, we'll um, yeah donate. It will be a donate. We'll be able to pay for it then. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Embarrassing. Anyway, um, but yeah, so there's a there's like a little um, awards for the uh, for the website because it's, you know there's there's pitch awards like player of the season, young player of the season, blah, the goal of the season, all that sort of stuff. But there's also stuff for uh, people who regularly use the message boards and you know obviously last year I won all sorts of awards. No, it was the year before we didn't do it last year. I'll take it back. But um, I'm only nominated for two this year, which is quite disappointing. But I have been very quiet on the message boards. But it's not all about me. So just go and have a look. Have a look There's on that. no um, whole radio presenters award, is there? Thank goodness. No, weirdly. Because we'd all lose knowing us. Nobody Thanks, would man. win. Uh, listen, as much as I <laughs> want to carry on talking about that, um, I am going to move us on to something of a, uh, a preview. And it's not really a preview of the match because we've kind of done that as we've talked about what we think will be happening. And obviously, ships talk quite a lot about that. Um, I did. I did really think that um, if I was to pick one thing from from how we played and and what we did to Brighton that was a positive. I really did think that when we pressed them high up the pitch and we really did well and really did disrupt them, um, disrupt their rhythm, and they kept hit, you know, hitting the ball out of play and misplacing passes, and that's what I thought got us into the game the way it did in the second half. I thought it was just a case of not giving them the time on the ball. And even in the back four, you kind of think any, sort of any coach will really say, look, they can't hurt you when they've got the ball and they're kicking it around at the back, so just let them have it. You know, I've heard, you know, heard many a time that that been said. You know, there's no point; they're not going to damage you there. But I thought when we started chasing them down when they had possession, I thought it made a real difference to how the game um, panned out. Really. So there we go. Uh, that, that's my opinion on on where we can go. Um, in terms of a lineup, we've had one uh, football promos on Twitter uh, submit us a lineup really there, and they uh, talked about having Ramage back in for Gabidon, but having Ward and Moxie's fullbacks, Ramage and Delaney. Uh, he's going to go with Balassi, Moritz, Yedinak, Williams in midfield with Zahar and Wilbraham up top with Banton and Phillips to come on. 
So that's quite a dramatic change. Uh, guys, get your opinion on, on do you do you agree with Ships in that it should just be straightforward uh, Wilbraham in for, for Murray? Or do you think maybe we should try something a bit different? Start with you, Nick. Difficult to tell. He, he doesn't... Um, maybe get Wilbraham up front um, and put Zaha behind him. See what happens. Sort yeah. of go for no, broke. A lot of people say it. A lot of people say it. I mean, we talked about it, I think it was last season, I think, where we were saying, um, so we were saying, I was saying, <laughs> that uh, every time Zaha plays up front, he's seemed to score. And I think that's a record he's kept. So it seems kind of like, well, certainly it's an option. And I know, well, I spoke to Wilf a long time ago, and he, he did see himself long term. You know, up front, basically playing across the the front, but mainly as a central player. I don't think he'll end up that way. I don't think Man United will use him there, but um, it's certainly an option for us. I don't think it should be discounted, but at the same time, I agree with Ships. I don't think we should be changing the system. Um, I did. I asked the question: Who replaces Murray? I'm going to go for a few of the um, a few of the responses to that, and then we'll we'll give you our response at the end. Uh, John Ellicott says Kevin Phillips must start. If there's anyone in the ranks who can set up and score goals. For big occasions, it's super Kev. Need also to start Balassi on the wing and Williams in central attacking midfielder. Uh, Benjamin Button just says, not Easter. Uh, John Edwards says, Banton, they'll never suspect it. Uh, Chris Skippy Windsor says, um, Wilbraham without a doubt will bring the midfield into the game more. Uh, Nav Khan says, simply Wilbraham, uh, keep the shape around him. This That is what backup players are meant for. Uh, EBO, uh, I think that's Jake, he says, uh, Wilbs and Wilf, Banton, Yalla out wide. Uh, Vanessa, <coughs> excuse me. That Vanessa's name doesn't usually contain a burp, it just happened there. Um, Vanessa uh, says, Wilbraham or Superkev, go for it and start both. Hmm. Brad Russell says, Wilbraham, no contest, more of a handful in the air and suits the way we're playing at the moment. Uh, Gary T123 says, uh, I just worry with Wilbraham, they'll get too isolated. Mix it up going forward and it might just work. Wilf up top may work. Uh, Dave Burns says he agrees with Nav and uh, it should be Wilbraham. And finally, Alistair Murray says, not many options. Wilbraham has scored twice in two years. Phillips only has 45 minutes in him. Maybe Wilf with Banton and Balassi wide. So I think the key and thing how, for um, that... Go on. Sorry, how many had uh, Pardew scored when he popped up in that semi-final? Well, I actually don't know, but you're right. It's, it's what we've talked about, isn't it? It's a one-off game. Anyone It could be anyone. That goal could come from absolutely anywhere on, in, on, you know, on their selected players. It's just... It's just one of those, isn't it? You just you just really don't know. I think if you're playing a system, as, as what we're talking about, you're playing a system, you cannot go all out for a wholesale change in a game of this magnitude. You've got players you want players to be comfortable with the job that they're doing. You want to keep us away from home, so you want to keep solid, but you also want to be able to counter-attack. And I think that's where I, I agree with people talking about having Balassi in from the start mm-hmm. uh, and potentially using Banton. I think, I think that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. Pace, we need because we're going to have to counter-attack. They're going to have an awful lot of the ball, and they're just going to put... And we, we need people who are physically fit fit and quick enough to chase that ball down in the, you know, in that, in their third of the pitch, if you like, just to put them under pressure, not to give them a minute's rest. Disrupt that rhythm, because if they get into a rhythm, they will beat us. They will beat us like they did in, in the previous game, because that's uh, their mix. That's what happened. They got a rhythm. We didn't take any of our, our early chances to keep the ball. Gave it away too easy. They got confident. You know, we, we shrunk away. We backed off and we backed off and we got beaten. That's just how it happened. Um, and, I, and I worry about our ability to stop crosses. I just think we, <laughs> the best way is to uh, is just simply to um, to actually have the ball. <laughs> you know, sounds stupid to say it, but we, we just got to have more of the ball. Anyone disagree yeah. with that? 
No, I think that's the way you win games, <coughs> isn't it? Have more of the ball, put the ball in their goal more often than they put the ball in your goal. <laughs> that's right. And yeah, um, good I think it's so open, though. I, I think if Brighton fans will be thinking they've won it. Um, Palace fans aren't so sure what's going to happen. <laughs> No, I don't think we're as I don't think we can be as confident as they are, but but that might um, do us some good. Yeah. Okay. And finally, Barney, your uh, your your thoughts? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I actually um, I think we just got a sharp shot for the first half, really, um, and I actually don't uh, I don't actually mind you know talk of maybe um, maybe not so informed strikers um, coming on. You know, actually. What we actually need, I think, is someone at the top who's just going to be a little bit muscly and, and kind of give their defenders a, a bit of a problem and just Silly. let them know they're here. Okay, easy. Behind mm. Brian and all. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and to be fair, you know, I know that we've, we've touched on, on, on Easter. Um, he's, he's a player that can do that, you know, just give people a little bit of hassle up front. You know, and that's that's not a bad thing to do. Um, you know, let's, let's just shut up shop for the first half. I think... Um, Balassi's got to come on. I think that's how it works. I think we let him just kind of, you know, run the midfield for the first half. I think Williams' second half let let the pace come in a little bit um, and kind of do this switching from left to right. Um, and then, yeah, Kevin Phillips has got to come on a little bit sooner, in my opinion. Now. The 86th minute at Sellers Park on a buzzing crowd um, to get a winner is, unfortunately, even to his standards, is not quite. Um, long enough so I don't think he should start but I think you know get a good good half an hour out of him with, with Zaha just maybe sitting behind him just feeding those passes that he needs okay well that's what we think obviously it doesn't really matter <laughs> at the end of the day because all that matters is, uh, is what happens out on that pitch tomorrow night um, I'll be there I'm sure most of you listening would love to be there if you can't but um, obviously we'll have we'll have some degree of reaction reaction from it on our next show which will probably be our final show of the season Obviously, if we do get through and win those playoffs, there will be a, a special show for that. But otherwise, we're uh, we're recording something, I believe, at um, the Cellar Sixers Eye Tournament on Saturday. So that yeah, they're finally getting a decent team on the turf at Cellars, don't they? That's not yeah. rapidly uh, improving each week. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were going to ask Ships if he could play for us. Uh, that's what I was. Well, you know what you're up to at the moment. Um, I was going to, but listen, I play that role for us, which is um, yeah. Let's just call it the big lump up top. <laughs> that, that's head. Yeah. All right, mate. Nice one for that. Um, yeah, that's all right, wasn't it? <laughs> the reason I'm, I didn't just say bye is because I'm stalling for time while I work out how to actually stop the show. Don't worry, no one will ever know. Uh, they might know. Anyway, listen, thanks for listening. Uh, be available for download if you missed any of it. Uh, that wonderful conversation with ships. And we'll be back uh, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Right. Nice one. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.